Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast. I am JD Haffron. That is my main man, Lucas Smith, over there. This is the show for Cardinals fans. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow the show at Locked On Cardinals on Twitter. You can follow Lucas, as you can see below him, LJ Fastball, or myself at JD Sports Radio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Cardinals and also on YouTube at Locked on Cardinals. This is a show that's serving Cardinal Nation and dedicated to the best fans in baseball. Now, uh, we want to thank our our title sponsor today, who is uh, taking care of us, Bet Online. So uh, we appreciate them for being a part of things, and uh, we'll be talking more about them a little bit later. Bet Online, where the game starts. Speaking of games starting, Lucas, we are back on the field. We have baseball. The second half of the Major League Baseball season for the Cardinals is set to begin tonight in Cincinnati against the Reds. We've got a preview of the series coming up later in the show. We will also talk more about the possible Juan Soto trade. But first, let's quickly recap the first half of the season. The Cardinals come out of the All-Star break at 50-44. and 44. They are just a half game back of first place Milwaukee in the NL Central and essentially tied with the Phillies for the final wildcard spot in the National League. Lucas, I ask you, was the first half of the season, in your opinion, a disappointment, or is this about where you thought this team would be when the season started? I say disappointment, J.D. This is a, this is a team, at least publicly, at least in their comments, has postseason and has championship aspirations. Ali Marmol, and his, I think it was his introductory press conference, said if we don't win a championship this year, it's a disappointment. Albert, that was a big reason that he came back, at least again, according to him, that he was going to come back, try and win a championship with Yachty, with Wayne, one final time. And six games above 500 at the All-Star break, half a game out of first place. I view that as a disappointment. Obviously, you have the good things of Brendan Donovan, Juan Yepes, the Andre Palantes of the Royal, you know, the rookies doing good things. Goldie is MVP caliber season. Nolan Arenado putting things together. You have good things, obviously. They're in a playoff spot virtually right now as it stands. However, I still view it as a disappointment just because of where they, they should have been, where Tyler O'Neill could be if Harrison Bader stays healthy. The starting pitching has been up and down. Even the bullpen at times has been up and down. So I view the first half as overall a disappointment, not only because of where they're at in the standings, but because of some individual performances. And I don't want to make excuses. All teams go through struggles and injuries, but you had the losses of Flaherty, who's arguably your staff ace. Uh, Also, Steven Matz, that's been a big one from the starting rotation. Both of those losses, huge. Uh, Matz considered the big free agent signing this offseason. And so far, the jury is still kind of out on whether or not it was a good or a bad signing. In fact, I think most people would say it's been a bad signing so far. What do you think of, of Steven Matz? I would agree with that, um, that most people would say that. I would say it's too early to tell. This is a four-year contract, We, but just got to the halfway through point of the first year. So I, I'm my, my, my jury is still out. I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. We've seen Matt's put it all together and put together some nice starts. We've also seen him get lit up, right? Similar to what we were seeing a little bit from Dakota Hudson, although Hudson is trending down 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 mats we don't we still don't know we'll see him pitch this weekend as you mentioned i'm excited for that uh, i think that you know we'll talk about the preview a little bit later but the pitching the cardinals have this weekend is pretty solid uh, but yeah. steven Matz, him being healthy is a big part to the, i think is a bigger part to this team than we care to admit because not only was he the big free agent off offseason signing he's a big part of the, of the rotation that has struggled at times this year 
So I think Steven yeah. Matz means more to this team than we think, and we just didn't really get a good look at him in the first half. Yeah. Now, now I, I wasn't a part of the show when the signings were done in the offseason. Were you a fan or a foe of signing Matz? Because in my opinion, the contract itself wasn't so bad considering what you were getting. I just didn't know if I could trust him. So it wasn't like a sexy signing that a lot of people wanted. But were you a fan or foe of bringing in Matz in the first place? I was a big fan of it, to be honest with you. I thought that he fit the Cardinals' MO. He's a lefty that they needed in the rotation, somebody that puts his head down and, and does the job well, right? He's coming off a nice season. You reward him for that. Uh, I think, obviously, the injury question mark was there uh, with his with his time in New York, but I was a huge mm-hmm. fan of, of the Stephen Matt signing. Um, I really think most people were. I did recognize that it... it that couldn't have been it. They needed to do more, which is why you could argue this offseason was a loss, despite the mm-hmm. big acquisition. Um, but that move alone, I loved a lot. Okay. Well, you mentioned that, uh, you know, we haven't really seen a whole lot of him just yet. And uh, I agree with you. I think the jury's out. I'm not going to call him a failure as a signing yet. Uh, I'm not there. He's three and three. Like, he's as middle of the road as you can get right now. He's three and three. He's got an ERA over six, and he's been hurt. So not a lot to love right there. But I want to point out, you mentioned that he got lit up a couple times. Those numbers are inflated by two really bad outings that he had. First game of the year, he got shelled for seven runs in three innings. And then against the Giants in May, he got shredded again for eight runs in just two innings. But besides that, he has games where he gave up zero runs, four runs, zero, three, and then two. Now, the idea of signing Matt's wasn't to be an ace. That wasn't the idea. It was like you mentioned. It was he wanted to be a, a bigger part of the rotation to be that middle like three or four because you didn't really know what you were going to get with Michaelis. You were still he's coming off a bunch of injuries, so you weren't sure. So you wanted him to be like a three or a four in this rotation, which and you wanted a guy who would give you a really good chance to win on most nights. And more times than not, he has done that. But then the injury happens in his start on May 22nd, and we haven't seen him in a Cardinal uniform since. Now, in his rehab starts at Memphis, he has thrown in four games, 12 and two-thirds innings. He's given up three runs. He's walked three, struck out 17, which is which is an eye-popping number, I think. I don't and, see that uh, continuing. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, that's not his game. He's not somebody who usually strikes out a ton of guys, but that's the number. Uh, he was set to start on uh, Sunday at home against the Reds before they got rained out, which in retrospect could be a blessing, giving him some extra rest before he returns this weekend in Cincinnati. So um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on on Matt's coming back this weekend? You said you are excited to see him finally back on the mound for the Cardinals. Yeah, and I think it's kind of different, too. When, when Flaherty came back, he came back on a pitch count. Right, and when, when hopefully I haven't seen any seen any reports of a pitch count. When Matt comes back, he's just good to go. Like we're not we're not looking for a three inning start, and then you go to the bullpen, right? Like you're looking for Stephen Matz to get the ball and run with it to go his five, six, seven innings to give up his zero to three earned runs, right? His get his ground balls, maybe strike out four or five guys, not seventeen and twelve innings. Uh, but but no, I am excited, and you get kind of you ease your way into it as well. Going against the Reds, that's no disrespect. That the Reds are thirty-four and fifty-seven, and fifteen games yeah. out of first place. So I'm like, that just is what it is. They're fourteen and a half games out of a wild card spot, so it's not a good team. So you and they're trading everybody. Start. They're exactly. looking to trade just about anybody on that team right now. Everybody's available. Exactly. So you. you Obviously, Matt will still take it like an MLB star because it is and all these things, but I'm super pumped. Um, you mentioned you don't know, you didn't know what you were going to get from Michaelis. So I, even though Michaelis has stepped up, 
that does not mean Matt's can step back, right? Mm-hmm. Michaels is also going this weekend. This rotation is at its best when both of those guys keep on the ball on the ground. Maybe Michaelis will get a few more strikeouts here and there. But I'm excited for Mats to pitch this weekend. I don't know if you are. Um, but I know some people still aren't super high on him. I am. I was. I will continue to be until proven otherwise. Um, I'm excited to see hopefully a full second half healthy season of Stephen Mats. Does a part of you wish that he kind of doesn't dominate but falters a little bit, which will make the front office go, okay, now we really need to go get a starter? I don't think what I mean, really realistically, I don't think what no matter how he pitches, I hope the front office still thinks that the Cardinals need a starter. Um, yeah. But there's an argument to that. You know, there's just like how I brought up the argument of if the Cardinals lost the series going into the All Star break, does that kickstart anything? There's definitely an, an argument to that. But again, I don't think that that should be needed to see that this team needs pitching. Yeah. All right. Well, up next, we're going to go through some of the uh, comments and suggestions from yesterday's show regarding the trade ideas for Juan Soto because we got a lot of good ones. We appreciate all of your guys' feedback in the uh, comment section. Feel free to do that on each and every episode of Locked on Cardinals because we we love uh, being able to interact with you guys. But first, let's talk about LinkedIn, Lucas. What you got? Well, you can create a free job post in minutes, just minutes, on LinkedIn jobs to create your network and reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people at LinkedIn. Then you'd add your job with the purple hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring so your network knows that you get the right people to you to hire. You have simple tools like screening questions to make it easier to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize to interview them and hire them. It's why small businesses are choosing LinkedIn jobs as number one in delivering quality hires over leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs gets the job done. It helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 40 million. It's a big pool to pull from. Use LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. Again, that is linkedin.com slash MLB. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, yesterday was a really fun show. Not that every episode isn't really fun, but it was kind of cool because we got to put our GM hats on yesterday and we came up with some possible packages that may or may not be enough to pry Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals and bring them onto this Cardinals team before the August 2nd deadline. Now, we asked you guys, we wanted your input to drop some comments down below and give us your takes on what the Cardinals should or shouldn't do because not everyone thinks it's such a great idea to trade for Juan Mm. Soto due to the massive amount of players and prospects it would take. And, of course, uh, you know, you got the money issue as well because from what we've read and gathered, they want to unload the Patrick Corbin contract, which is, uh, you know, considering what he's done the last two years is a terrible contract. It's a lot of money for a guy who's not been very good recently. So uh, we're going to go through some of these comments that uh, people drop for us. So uh, what do you got for us, Lucas? Well, I have another trade package from Diego Lara. He says, uh, Diego says that the Cardinals could trade Sosa, DeYoung, Wynn, Libertor, Bader, and Newtbar for Soto and Corbin. That's a really light package to me, in my in my opinion, for what they're asking for for Soto. Yeah. Maybe Corbin lowers the package asking price. I get that, uh, but that and along with this comment from Tony B 
says Corbin makes $24 million next year, 36 the following. You pointed that out yesterday, JD. He said, yeah. don't be a fool. Stay away from that. <laughs> I understand. I understand that, too, because I, I don't want to pay Patrick Corbin 23, 24, and then 30-something million. I don't want to do that either. But if I get Juan Soto mm-hmm. along with it, it, you really have to look at whether or not you believe that there's something to salvage there with Patrick Corbin. Because it doesn't matter. I mean, who would you pay in this league as a starting pitcher that's worth $35 million? There's only a couple of guys that are already making that much, and it's guys like Max Scherzer. You know, like mm-hmm. it's superstars, top-of-the-line starting rotation guys. We know Patrick Corbin's not worth that amount of money. But unfortunately, if you want Soto, that he might have to come along with it. Uh, you mentioned how that's kind of a light package. Uh, yesterday on the MLB Network, uh, former Cardinal Mark DeRosa actually put out a trade proposal where he mentioned – Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker, Matthew Liberator, Mason Wynn, and Michael McGreevy, and actually posted the question, is that even enough to get Juan Soto? And my response was like, God, I hope so. Like right. that's, that's crazy amount of not only MLB caliber with Dylan Carlson, but all of the rest of those guys. I mean, those are genuinely your top four prospects other than Herrera. And that is a ton to give up for one dude. And that didn't even include Patrick Corbin. If that's the package that the Cardinals need to give up for Soto, then I think I agree with everybody that's saying don't do it. Like if yeah. that's the kind of package. And again, I know we, we talked about some hefty ones yesterday, J.D., but that's a ton of prospect capital. Now, there is the argument as well. A lot of people commented on YouTube, proven versus um, potential, right? Yeah. Uh, do you want the proven success of Soto? Down year this year, but he's, he'll be fine. Not worried. No one's really worried about him, right? Or do you want the the rental, right? Um, Gary Maher, uh, MOHR, commented: Soto can't be re-signed, so trade is for short-term use. Will a trade mean a World Series berth this year? No. Don't give up the future for a two-year rental. Again, I get the argument. I wouldn't say a harsh no on Soto not making this team a World Series team. What do you think about that take? Does Soto make this team a World Series team? Assuming, Let's say assuming they give up Carlson. Okay, let, let, let's just put mm-hmm. his name out of the Cardinal system. Does Soto coming on this team, no other ML starting players are lost, does that make it a World Series team, yes or no? Ooh, I, to be honest, I think no. I, I think it certainly puts them in... in place to win the NL Central, be in the playoffs, and have one of the most potent offenses. I mean, if you think about it, if you can put Goldie, Soto, and Arnato as the meat of your order, I mean, that's disgusting. Wow. That is disgustingly good. But on the same side of things, like I'm being realistic and not just saying, ooh, we got a Soto. You still need a pitcher, in my opinion. I still don't right. know if this rotation is good. I don't think it is. I don't think it's good enough to, to, to win a World Series. Like, I can't just bank on Michaelis to continue doing what he's done, considering he's only pitched this well once in his entire career. Uh, Wainwright at his age, I don't know if it's something's going to happen where he wears down. I mean, it's hard to bank on these guys. I Again, Flaherty, I'm just going to assume is done. I'm not even pretending that he's going to be back to help this team in September. He hasn't proven that he can make it back yet, and I, I, I just I can't trust it. So now we're relying on Matts as your number three. Hudson's hurt. I mean, what are we what are we doing here? Like, clearly the rotation is in need of somebody, uh, somebody who can eat innings and somebody you can trust to go out there. I personally think that's way more important than getting Juan Soto. I, mean, I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> but as far as the way this team is built, 
I think it's more important. That's a fair point. I think that there, there's a real argument, and you just lay out a lot of good points to it, that if they get two starting pitchers or even one in a bullpen piece, you know, one of those things, yeah. then that means this team is better than if they just got one Soto. And your futures may be a little, may be a little bit more secure. Maybe, right? There's a real argument to that. Uh, Dan Fenewald, I, this, this take I don't understand. Anyone okay. following the Cardinals for the tenure of this manager knows this will never happen. Okay. I understand that the likelihood of this is low. Like, I recognize that. But don't say, look at the Cardinals' tenure of, the, of this management. John Mozeliak got Matt Holliday, signed him. John Mozeliak got Paul Goldschmidt, signed him. John Mozeliak got Arenado, fleeced the Rockies, and after an opt-out this year, we'll have him for another six or seven years. I forget the, the specifics. I get that once you can make an argument that Juan Soto is on a different level than all the players I just mentioned. I get it. I understand that. But to have that this will never happen... Again, Dan, thank you for commenting. Thank you for watching all the great discussion topic here. But I don't think never is the right word. Unlikely? Sure. Not going to give up the trade capital? Sure. Like, absolutely. We we discussed that. We understand that. We know that. But I just think the Cardinal management sometimes gets a bad rap of not going after the superstar guys because they've done that the last two offseasons. They've done that, J.D. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I don't understand why you use that argument to dismiss the Soto trade. There are plenty of other arguments you can use to dismiss the Soto trade other than not going after a a star player. I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like the the Cardinals have done it in a smarter way for the most part. Like uh, they traded for Ozuna and they ended up giving up Alcantara. Now we see where that got us, where – they make these moves in the offseason usually instead. It's not usually mm-hmm. at the trade deadline where you see the Cardinals do something this big. You know, it's usually offseason. That's how you got Goldie. That's how you got Arenado. And I think that's a, a safer way because at the trade deadline, you remember, you're going to overpay for whoever you're getting at the mm-hmm. trade deadline because the other teams know this. You want their pieces. So they're going to try to get as much out of you as they can, and they can do that. In the offseason, things are a little bit more chill. They, they got time to think it over, and you know the Cardinals are able to bring in. I mean, come on, man! They, they got you Goldie and Arenado at the corners. Like the the idea that they aren't bringing in top caliber superstar players is ridiculous. I, I I can't be on board with that. I they've done it. I just don't know if they can do it at the trade deadline, especially with a lot of these other teams, these big market teams, who like the Yankees, who are like we're right in line to win a World Series this year. We're not even using these prospects we, to, to get <laughs> to where we are already. We trade them out, get Soto instead, and what does that do for our chances? That's where I think the Cardinals are at a disadvantage this year is we don't know if Soto automatically puts them in a World Series scenario, whereas if you add him to, say, the Dodgers or the Yankees, I mean, you almost guarantee it, right? That they're, that they're going. They've already got their rotations there. They're already set, and they're ready to roll. So that's where I think they're at a bit of a disadvantage that some of these bigger teams are going to uh, outbid them and feel like, well, we can get rid of this because it'll mean a World Series, almost guarantees a World Series, at least an appearance. Um, that's just my opinion on that, but uh, that, that's how I feel. So uh, once again, we want to thank you guys for uh, dropping your comments. Remember, you can do that every single show, every single episode that we put on with Lockdown Cardinals. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you're, you're subscribing and following along on uh, Twitter and everything. And always feel free to, to interact with us because we're always mm-hmm. here for you. Uh, one real quick thing I want to add. Um, so last night on social media, since we're talking about it, uh, Jordan Hicks had a had a little... I 
don't know if it was a troll. You brought it to my attention, Lucas, and then I kind of was like, okay, I think I have a back uh, background on why he might have put this up there. But it, it was kind of funny. It was a picture, and it showed a menu. And it was a it was a photo, and it, at the top of the menu, it said Soto, spelled S-O-T-T-O. And fans started uh, assuming that that might be a little insight as to Juan Soto coming to the team. That's what you thought right away, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was just kind of funny. Like, like you know, I was like, who goes to it? Like, there's an odd timing, right? Like, you know, yeah. like, like that's a weird coincidence. It's almost too much of a coincidence <laughs> to not be true in what happened. You know, uh-huh. so that was my and- first thought. Yeah, but you, so you, you pointed me in the right direction. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to make because uh, living in Cincinnati, I know exactly where he was. So Soto is the name of a very nice Italian restaurant here in Cincinnati, which uh, I'm assuming Jordan and some of the some of the players were having dinner last night together. So whether or not it was just a coincidence, and he was just like, "How funny is this? Let me post it up there and troll all of Cardinal Nation with it," or he was just like, "Hey, no, I'm just showing you guys where I'm having dinner tonight." It, we don't know, but it, it was kind of funny. So if you did see that picture online, a little bit of an explanation as to why he was at a place called Soto, because it's a real good Italian place in town in downtown Cincinnati. All right, we're going to uh, preview what's going on with uh, the Reds and Cardinals this weekend in Cincinnati. We'll do that here momentarily. First, though, BetOnline.net is your fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. You can head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. You can put money on what's going on with the Cardinals and Reds this weekend. Okay. We've got uh, a team in the Reds who coming into the series in St. Louis before the all-star break, they were riding pretty high. They felt really good about themselves. They were, they played the the Yankees very well. They took two out of three. They had swept the, the Tampa Bay Rays in Cincinnati and they were just living the dream, man. They're riding high. They get to St. Louis. And St. Louis squashes all of those good feelings and uh, knocks them out in games one and two before the rain out on Sunday. Uh, this weekend, you're in Cincinnati. It's going to be a hot weekend. Uh, three games here is Great American Ballpark. According to Katie Wu of The Athletic, due to the assortment of off days and with Dakota Hudson going on the IL. Now, that happened. Uh, maybe not everybody saw that uh, yeah. during the All-Star break, but Dakota Hudson has got on the injured list. The team is uh, set to, and this again, according to Katie Wu, will implement a four-man rotation through the three-city eight-game road trip that begins tonight. Uh, we've got Adam Wainwright set to start against Graham Ashcraft. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Adam getting that first start coming out of the All-Star break? Makes sense to me. I mean, you don't want to have these guys take too much time off, right? Uh, Wainwright it has the most time off of the, of the four men that you that you want to employ in the rotation. I guess Matt's as well, but... Who, else, who better to start the second half than your horse, right? Miles um, Michaelis is probably your ace this year, but Wayne knows your horse. He, he's your leader in the clubhouse. He's your leader, leader in that rotation. Like, he, he's your guy, right? Um, I, I have no problems with it, no, no no quarrels with it. I'm more excited maybe to see Michaelis pitch because it's Miles Michaelis and Steven yeah. Matt's pitch because he's coming back, right? But Adam Wainwright is, is a pretty clear choice, and you have to look at it too. They're, they're mapping this out. That, that's, that's not just for this series. Yeah. Right. It's being mapped out for the rest of the, excuse me, for the rest of the trip, 
even even for the rest of the season, but specifically, as you mentioned, the the weird off day road trips that the Cardinals are going on this yeah. next two weeks. So that's a a big reason why we'll see that come to fruition um, when the time comes. But um, we'll 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 see what the Cardinals can do against Ashcraft. I believe he was a scheduled starter um, on Sunday before that game got rained out. Another rookie get to the bullpen, do good things. Um, but no, I'm excited for Wainwright. What are your thoughts on Matt's coming back? I know we talked about mine a little bit, but Matt's getting the start this weekend. What are your thoughts on it? Or, I, I, I want to see him be healthy, and I just want him to be consistent. That's really all it is. I don't, I don't want to see a, an eight-earned run type of outing right out of the gate after he comes back from injury because that would be quite deflating for this team. I would hate that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I just keep the ball down, man, throw the ground balls, let your defense do all the work. Cause, uh, that's how this team is built. Uh, Wainwright tonight, by the way, he struggled a lot against the Reds in Cincinnati. Yep. It hasn't been pretty for him. So, uh, yeah, again, you mentioned that they're, they're mapping this out for the whole road trip, but, uh, hopefully that, that he has a better outing tonight and gets off on the, on the right foot. That's the only thing I always worry about because he even mentioned it in an interview. So he'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they own me in Cincinnati. For some reason, he's like, I just can't beat these guys. So uh, not for lack of trying, but uh, that, that'll be the matchup tonight. Uh, we mentioned Steven Matz. He'll be the starter for Saturday. That's uh, a night game as well. It's going to be a battle of Southpaws. you got Steven Matz going up against Mike Miner, who's got one win on the season. He was one of the oddest additions to the Reds yeah. team this year because they were cutting salary, and then they trade – to get Miner, who's making a decent chunk of changes. It was a bizarre scene, and he hasn't pitched very well. He's given up a lot of long balls, so um, hopefully Matt's can, can go five innings. That's what I'm looking for out of him, and uh, I, I would assume that they would get the W against Miner, uh, even though he is a left-hander, and the Cardinals don't always hit left-handers all that well, but uh, I would assume that they'd have the upper hand in that matchup as well. I would agree. I don't recall Miner pitching against the Cardinals this year. I, you know, I remember that has he got he pitched one time? Or no? He, no, that's what I'm saying is I don't think they've yeah. seen him yet. Uh, he was hurt for most of the first half, and uh, he's right. got a one and six record. He has not been very good since he's come back to the rotation. So hopefully they can take advantage of him being a weak spot for them. Yeah. When you think about lefties, I think about Paul Goldschmidt mashing lefties, and Goldschmidt does that very well, right? So you Arna- maybe, maybe Arnado, Arnado, no, yeah. But, no. So maybe maybe they take advantage of the lefty minor, right? You, you saw Goldie hit a home run off of the lefty Lodolo on the, the Saturday before the All Star game. You saw him do it in the All Star game. Um, but no, I think that the keys are, are very similar this series as they were last series, and they will continue to be the same keys against the Reds until something changes. Get the starter out of the game. Get to the bullpen. Right, yeah. and if it's a rookie, hope you don't get the rookie on a good night when he's when he's got his stuff rolling like Hunter Green has at times this year. Right, um, so the, the the keys are very similar. The keys are, are the same, and with the Cardinals trying to make themselves a playoff team, you've got to win these series. Yeah. Borderline, you have to sweep them, but minimum, you have to win them, and you have to win them convincingly. Yeah, yeah, you would want to see a sweep. Uh, that, that would be fantastic because here in the second half of the season, it's a, a little bit of a lighter schedule for the Cardinals compared to what they went through in the first half. And uh, if you can get off, uh, you know, getting three right out of the gate against the Reds, that'd be great. Sunday's matchup will be a day game. You get your boy, your all-star, Miles Michaelis. He'll go up against Tyler Malley. His uh, time on the Reds probably coming to an end here real soon. So he's kind of auditioning for other teams and trading. So maybe some uh, added incentive to pitch well against the Cardinals, but uh, a battle of right-handers on Sunday. 
that one is probably the one you feel more, most confident in winning, right? With, with Michaelis on the mound, the all-star, the mustache, uh, the, the, the flow, all these different things, you probably feel the most confident in Miles Michaelis based on what he did in the first half. Um, so of the three, that's, that, that's where I'm at. You know, I'm not going to speak for you. That, that's where I'm at. I'm most confident in the third because of who's pitching. I'm confident in all three because of who's pitching, uh, but especially that third game that Miles Blacklist gets the ball uh, first time since the All-Star break for him as, as well. Obviously, things line up well. I mean, when you get to line up your pitchers one, two, three like this, it works out pretty nicely, and the Cardinals have done a nice job in setting themselves up for success. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty much what's going to happen this weekend uh, as far as the pitching matchups. Uh, obviously, we'll keep you posted if anything happens with any sort of trades or anything that would make any changes to the Cardinals uh, batting lineup. But, uh, you know, they just move forward with the with the same group. Uh, no news on Bader coming back. That's uh, pretty much the only guy missing from your starting lineup. You'll have uh, O'Neill and Carlson. Things will switch out depending on who they want in right field. But uh, you'll have Arenado and Edmund, Gorman. Goldschmidt, they're all ready. Uh, still no news, uh, you know, with uh, um, Yachty coming back yet. He'll be in August is what they were shooting for, so you're not mm-hmm. expecting to see him this week. So because of that, and this is going to take some some maneuvering for me, so bear with me, but I'm wearing the Yachty jersey. We saw it for a minute there. Saw it for a minute. For those listening, he's got the – JD's got the clutch road grays uniform and the road blue hat. I love that with Molina on the back and a World Series patch on his left arm. JD's representing. Because one of my favorite things in is because I'm going to be at uh, Friday and Saturday's game is to I I enjoy being the bad guy walking into the stadium because they hate Yadier Molina. And it's a shame. Even the Reds fans are bummed that he's not going to be there this week. They're like, oh, that kind of ruins it for us. Like, it's a lot of fun to boo him. Uh, so I, I feel like I will represent Molina very, very well. And uh, I will be wearing this one with uh, to, to Friday's game with, with my mom, who uh, came to town. So we're going to go to that one. And then I'll be in the uh, beautiful baby blues for Saturday's game. So uh, we'll, we'll be a great American ballpark rooting the boys on. So looking forward to uh, seeing the guys back on the field. Uh, once again, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make Locked On MLB Prospects your second listen. Lindsay has all the info on the top prospects, not only for the Cardinals, but all of Major League Baseball. Locked on MLB is also just like Locked on Cardinals, free and available on all platforms. So check them out if you can. For Lucas, I'm JD. We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.